News Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310. I'm your smart speaker, Sustoff KZRG, Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Bohorquez. He's the Attorney General of the great state of Missouri. He's also uh, running for the U.S. Senate. Eric Schmidt, a CRT in Neosho. Where's the beef on this one, my friend? Well, there's two things going on, Peter, at the same time here. And one is um, we issued subpoenas to seven school districts across the state uh, wanting to know what questions are being asked in these surveys. We got a a whistleblower come forward in one school district on the eastern side of the state about these invasive, divisive questions that are being asked to kids about sexuality, parental income, parents' political beliefs. And there's a state law that prohibits uh, school districts from collecting this kind of data from kids. And so those subpoenas went out last week. The other thing that's happening at the same time, Peter, is we launched a Students First portal where parents who feel really like they're, they've been disempowered here, you know, because when they start showing up to school board meetings, guess what? The Department of Justice starts sticking the FBI on people. It's totally like Soviet-style craziness. But to submit objectionable materials that are happening, and some of the stuff that's come up from across the state is really shocking. In one school district... Students are forced to participate in what's called a privilege walk. Uh, In Springfield Public, the training materials for teachers, staff, and administrators included things like the oppression matrix, you know, dividing kids up by the oppressor and the oppressed, the gender unicorn. I mean, this stuff is nuts, and it's in our schools. And, um, you know, so we've been very aggressive in in pushing back on this, and and I'm not going to back down because this critical race theory this race essentialism that's being pushed is really divisive. And it teaches our kids to despise this country. Um, it is not the kind of stuff that belongs in our classrooms. Uh, we got to get back to the basics of teaching math and science and reading. And, and this will be a big part of it to expose this and take action. Eric Schmidt, he's running for the USA. He's the attorney general of the great state of Missouri. It's News Talk KZRG. Eric, let's talk about Neosho. Neosho was one of the school districts that you subpoenaed. Uh, it's uh, obviously you had to have some sort of a tip off of what's going on there. Yeah. So they're using, um, a consultant. There's two consultants that have been, um, sort of uncovered as uh, one of the great, uh, culprits of this panorama, which interestingly, um, is the, uh, was founded and run by the son-in-law of Merrick Garland. And, you know, you start connecting a few dots about, hey, I'm a parent, I'm upset, I'm showing up to my school board meeting to object about critical race theory and this kind of stuff. And then the National School Boards Association coordinates with Merrick Garland's DOJ to sick the FBI on these parents, right? And so that's what's ridiculous. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, we've got these seven school districts. We've issued subpoenas. Those responses are due later this week. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Excellent. Let's talk about the yesterday, uh, 10 Republicans, including Roy Blunt, have uh, agreed with the gun control compromise with the Democrats. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's the wrong direction to go in. My understanding is there's red, red flag laws are, are being um, incentivized in this legislation, and red flag laws are the green light for gun confiscation. Um, you know, it, it, all it takes, the, the real problem, Peter, with these red flag laws is you're not fully adjudicated. Right. The idea that 
uh, you would have a constitutional right um, denied through denying another constitutional right for due process um, just doesn't make any sense. And I think there's a there's a knee jerk reaction when there's a when there's a tragedy like we saw in Texas. The Democrats instinctively go to gun control, and I don't think Republicans should be going along with it. I uh, I look at this for a couple of things. Uh, I have a uh, especially with but what happened in Buffalo and what happened in Uvalde, these, uh, the perpetrators, these monsters who killed those innocent people in both locations were people as juveniles had had uh, either records or they had threatened mass killings. Yet, uh, you know, when you become an adult in this country, those go out the window. So it becomes erased once you, uh, that magic line of 18. There has to be some way to make sure obvious people who uh, are, you know, should not be, be able to go and purchase a gun to keep them from doing so. Well, there's a lot of things that can be done, Peter, that it actually helps solve uh, some of the challenges we face here. Um, I think school security is very important. Um, and uh, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, the left was trying to defund the police and calling school resource officers racist, right? Like that's, so let's not forget that that was just a couple of years ago. So some of the solutions we know that can work were being taken off the table by a lot of the Democrats. I think mental health um, accessibility is very, very important. But there's also, Peter, a deeper cultural issue here that's much more difficult to talk about. It's hard to, even in a radio interview, let, let alone 280 characters on Twitter, which is, you know, there are more guns per capita in this country 50 years ago than there are now. But you didn't see this. And I think there's a deeper cultural rot that needs to be addressed. I mean, I think the breakdown, you know, of the family, the, uh, the hollowing out of important mediating, mediating institutions that gave people meaning, church, civic organizations, um, you know, there's a larger story here that if you're being honest about the situation, we've got to address. And it, government isn't going to fix that. Um, that's going to come from people of goodwill agreeing. So, you know, when people make fun of people offering thoughts and prayers, I find it really offensive. I do. I think we need more um, people of faith uh, trying to help and praying upon these things. That's not we, we need to take concrete actions. But gun control uh, isn't one of them. If gun control worked, you know, Chicago would be the safest city in America. And it's not. I've been driving around the state of Missouri, not as much as you, but I've been zipping around the last several weekends Yesterday, I noticed uh, in Lebanon uh, gas at $4.80 a gallon. If you're elected to the U.S. Senate, how can you, just being one voice of reason, help us solve that? It's a great question because I think that as you talk to people across the state, it is top of mind, and rightfully so, because hardworking people are falling further and further behind because of higher gas prices. The one thing that we can do, we have a supply issue. There's no doubt about it, right? We have a supply issue. And what did Joe Biden do on day one? He canceled a lot of the, the uh, initiatives that were working to make us energy dominant. We've got to get back to that. We've got to drill, baby, drill, frack, baby, frack. We have all the energy needs that we, that we have all the energy we need right here in America. And we need to be using those. And, you know, if people want to buy an electric vehicle, you know, go buy an electric vehicle. But You know, the Biden administration purposely is trying to make this more difficult for people to get from here to there with, you know, gasoline with oil. And um, it's a mistake. We need to allow, you know, 
reopen Keystone XL pipeline, allow the offshore drilling, allow drilling on federal lands, uh, get rid of this ridiculous ESG investment policy that punishes companies for investing in traditional energy. Um, you know, another thing you can do is there's something called the social cost of greenhouse gases rule that analyzes American industry. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we can do, and that's what I'm going to go do. I've been fighting against these ridiculous policies as AG, and that's what I'm going to continue to do in the United States Senate. Eric, let's talk about if folks want to become involved or learn more about your U.S. Senate campaign, how do they do that? SchmidtForSenate.com, S-C-H-M-I-T-T-F-O-R, Senate.com is a great way to get involved. And uh, we're heading down the home stretch uh, about six weeks here. And Missourians are going to be faced with a very, very important choice about who they want to send to the United States Senate to fight for them. Are they going to send a proven fighter or somebody that's been there and hasn't really done much or somebody who quit on the state, or are they going to send a proven fighter? And I think that's why our message is resonating. Excellent. Well, Eric, as again, you always have an open invite here, and we always appreciate having you on the show. Good to be with you again, Peter. All right. Eric Schmidt, everybody. It's News Talk KZRG.